Yeah, so today we're going to talk about what else we played this summer. I'm not quite done Zelda yet. I'm trying to um, savor the ride, you know? Okay. It's a hefty game. It is a substantial game. I think I'm like 30 hours in and I still have, I would say, the last 20% left yet to do. Really? Yeah, well, I've got the Sky Temple and then the two other temples, so. Okay, you're... How close are you to the Sky Temple? Uh, I've got the cannon all ready to go. I just gotta launch myself. Okay, then you're, you know, you're probably like five hours toward the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. How how did you play much else this summer, Graham? Other than yeah, I actually played a fair bit other than this. Also, are, are we gonna introduce ourselves? Oh, I guess we should probably do that first. Yeah. Hello everyone, um, I'm Graham And I'm Matt And welcome to the Velvet Room Review um, This week we're doing something a little different In that we're not, we're talking about a bunch of games In that all the games that we played this summer but we didn't talk about it on the podcast i think we've done this before haven't we i think we've done it once before yeah because yeah. i did we do it last summer i feel like we did i feel like we did this exact same thing or maybe it was after our um our indie month last september maybe yeah yeah so other games that we played you know because we do play other games um yeah, what what else did you play this? I I have an idea of some of them that you played. Yeah, I've made a quick list here. It's interesting. I'm as I look through the list, I I've played a a couple of different games, but I I think I only beat two of them. Okay. Um I played some real duds this summer, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um the first one I was probably going to talk about was um Batman uh, Arkham Origins Blackgate for the PS Vita. I think I told you about that in person. Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the Arkham games, mm-hmm. and I want, I, I've always liked to try and utilize my Vita every once in a while, get a couple of games and and, and try them out. Um. Just because I I don't really make use of it, so I want to, you know, get the value out of it. Yeah. And so I picked up um, Blackgate. Um, because it looked good. It was like a reputable company, you know, AAA title basically for the Vita, and uh, it it plays like um, it's it's interesting. It's like a it's a mix between 2D and 3D. Um, some people qualify it as like two and a half D, kind of like Metroidvania style map. It's a layout. platformer, right? Um, yeah. It just it's. It has the style of like a Metroidvania, but the game is essentially go down this hallway. Oh. I haven't played many Metroidvanias. Probably the only one I have played is like Shadow Complex, which I was a really big fan of. Mm-hmm. And Shadow with Shadow Complex, there was a lot of like exploration and, and discovery. And um, like you, you un- unlock more of the map and it kind of grows and builds upon itself. Um, with Blackgate, it's very much like just go down this path. Oh, you got the item. Now just go back. And um, mm-hmm. 
I am not really enjoying it. So I didn't. I put a couple hours into it. I'm like now, and now I'm like, oh man, I've earned some trophies, so I gotta sit through this at some point to finish the trophy list. But okay. um, I mean, it looks good. Um, it's just it's not very engaging, I guess. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, and I was, I was looking looking forward to it because it's you know a different take on on Batman, which is always fun, but um it's just something about it it's it's not it didn't grab me. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just thinking, um so did you hear that there's a Nintendo Direct today? Uh sorry. We're totally not recording this at nine thirty at night. <laughs> um yes I did hear that. I didn't realize that was today. I'm assuming it's completed because I heard some news. What's completed? The direct. Oh yes. Yeah, I heard. Sans is confirmed, right? He's a me costume. Oh. Okay, so not really confirmed. Yeah, he's just cameo kind of. Cool. That's so um, cool though. Okay. But they they're bringing Super Nintendo games to the online. Oh, yes. I did see that. Yeah. So Super Metroid's one of them. Very interesting. Yeah, so we could play that at some point as yeah. a potential. Well, I don't have the online for the Switch, actually. Oh, okay. But maybe, you know, one day. Yeah. If I'm a, if I'm a good boy for Christmas, maybe I'll pick it up. <laughs> I'll find it in my stocking. Yeah. Yeah. So any other announcements from the Direct? Um, There's a few. So, I mean, there's like Animal Crossing. They just... They gave a few more reveals. They showed off Banjo Kazooie. Mm. Um, there's a new fighter coming from Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury, okay. Which was an old Neo Geo game. Interesting. Um, and what else? I was just reading it. Um, Divinity: The Original Sin Two is coming to Switch. Um, yeah, there's a a bunch of news. It was actually a pretty good direct too. Um, there's Pokemon stuff, but it wasn't anything interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, mostly just the the new Smash news and the Super Nintendo stuff. Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah. And then, yeah. So what did I pl- I played this summer? Um, I put at the beginning of the summer, I got Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, yeah. And I, and I played through the story of that, and it was a it was a fun game. Um, really creative take on Mario. Um, like very kind of experimental, and they there were definitely some level designs that were kind of this wacky sensibility that you wouldn't find in the mainline Mario game. Um, yeah which I really kind of appreciated and I expect that this is something that they'll continue going forward. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It was one game I was like thinking about potentially. But um I think it's more for me it would be more of like a, a game I would play at a friend's house or if they brought it over rather than something I would I would really sink my teeth into. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I so appreciate games that encourage player creativity um and like map creation. Um, but that's not really my forte. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I prefer to experience rather than create, I think. 
um, in, in, in regards to that type of game. So it's really, really impressive what people do with, um, you know, the tools that are given to them by developers yeah. in, in that regard. Um, and so it's, it's, it's neat to see the improvements they made over the first Mario Maker and the inclusions that they made as well. So... Yeah, because it really sounds like they listen to feedback, especially like one of the big things they advertised was slopes, mm. which is mm. such, you think it's such a small thing, but it's actually makes a pretty significant difference Yeah, in yeah, what kind sure. of levels could be made. Yeah. Um, you, you were on a bit of a trophy hunt this summer. Um, was I? I don't, I mean... Um, <laughs> the last of us oh yeah that's on my list here um yeah i mean i i didn't get as many trophies as i would outside the summer because because i'm just so busy in the summer and then summer of nintendo doesn't help with that but um yeah, yeah naughty dog recently i think actually it was just yesterday closed their servers for uncharted 2 3 and last of us um on the playstation 3 so did you get the trophy in time? I did. I got everything uh, oh, that good. needed to be done. So I would say like most of June I spent playing Last of Us multiplayer, which was pretty pretty hefty multiplayer. Um, Uncharted three, you have to play like two matches and that it, that's it. But in Uncharted, you have to play upwards of like 180 matches um, if you're doing it the proper way. Um, and I had played a bunch. Well, I, I had probably played about 50 or 60 matches when the game first came out. Um, I guess in 2013, which seems like a life. It, it doesn't seem like a lifetime ago, but it is essentially a lifetime ago. Um, and so, yeah, I went back into playing that strictly with the multiplayer. I still have to go back and, and scoop up the, um, the single player uh, trophies I don't have, but, uh, yeah, I got them before the server shut down and I, uh, I mostly That's had good. fun playing. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not much of a, like a, casual multiplayer gamer uh, in regards to like I, I probably wouldn't play multiplayer unless i had to but the like mm. rare occasion maybe with friends but not really much by myself so um it was fun to kind of like just, just play multiplayer um i i did like um basically the trophy is you have to complete like the mini storyline uh through the online mode and like you have a little clan that you got to keep alive and if you do well, the clan grows. But if you do poorly, the grand, the, the clan shrinks and could possibly die. So there was that little bit of like tension when you play of if I'm doing poorly, I could lose all my progress. Um, so I added a level of, like I said, tension, but also frustration when I was doing poorly because I would get really mad at myself for doing so bad. Yeah, it's a lot of stress it to is. put on someone. <laughs> It is. And, you know, like, um, the the game keeps track of, like, a level, per se, by, like, the number of um, matches played. So every, like, seven matches is a week, right? So you'd get a tally for one week. And there are players on that game with 999 tallies. Like, max level, like, must have played... I haven't even done the math on that, but... Probably a lot of you like six six thousand plus games. So 
Um, really, really skilled players, and a lot of them too. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I was expecting it to be more like a bunch of people like me, like low, um, low level, just people trying to finish it off. But I would say half to three quarters of the people I played with were clearly regular players and consistent players. So, um, yeah, and then the nice thing was I never had trouble finding a match, so it wasn't like that was a problem. Um, but yeah, so um, I had fun while it lasted, and now it's done, and I don't have to worry about it anymore, and I won't be locked out of another trophy. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after that, I played Uncharted Three, the multiplayer, and had a pretty fun time doing the like you did the um, had to do like the PvP and then the co-op maps. I'm like oh, that was pretty fun, and so I loaded up actually Uncharted One to work on some trophies there. And I played through about half the game on the hard difficulty while doing collectibles, kind of picking up from where I had left off, and uh, had a lot of fun with that. So I'm going to go back into that game, uh, Uncharted 1, and play it on Crushing to get the Platinum. So, <laughs> Wow. I have to say, for a game, in regards to Uncharted 1, um, for a game that came out in, I guess it was, it would have been, 06 or 07, maybe 07. The character models look still look really good. Yeah, they did a pretty crazy job with that game. Mm-hmm. Like, the surrounding details do look a little dated, but the, the character models look really, really sharp. Um, so, it's, uh, it's interesting to see... I don't know. I'm kind of in this, in this space right, right now where it's like, we're at the point in the play, PlayStation 4 life cycle where the PlayStation 3 at this time, like it was coming to an end and the PS4 was coming out and, you know, six years had passed. I don't really feel six, seven years had passed. I do not feel ready at all for a new console. Um, whereas compared to the PS3, I felt like we had, we had reached the, the, um, the, the end of the road with it. Right. I felt like last of us was like the, the best I could probably get on that console and for PS4, I really, I don't really feel like we've reached that point yet. Hmm. I don't know. It, I don't know. Is it if it's as I get older, time goes by quicker, or what? <laughs> but I feel like we've only just started to get the cream of the crop for the PS4. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like we've gotten some really incredible games on the PS4. I don't. It's the case where I can't really think of anything coming out on the PS4 that I'm interested in. Um, mm-hmm. At least exclusive-wise, there's only Ghosts of Tsushima or... Um, like I, It feels to me like it's ready for a new generation. That's very interesting. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because like with PS, the PS3, it was like okay, God of War 3 is coming past the entire Uncharted trilogy, the Resistance trilogy. Um, like, those kinds of, like, things were started and completed. Yeah, and, everything came to a close. Yeah, and with and with PS4, we've had really big, successful uh, IPs like Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Spider-Man. But I wouldn't say we have had a lot of sequels. No. Right, which is kind of interesting. It, it it is. It really is. Like, aside from 
like the regular Call of Duties or Assassin's Creed. I can't really think of a lot of sequel-based um, exclusive titles. No, like we had... Was Dark Souls 3? It wasn't exclusive. Like it was... Like that's a thing. A lot of the sequels are multi-platform games. I can't um, think of a single sequel, actually. Yeah, it's... Like Infamous, but that was like a launch title. Yeah, and they um, had like I don't know if it was a. What was First Light like an expansion or like? Yeah, First Light was an expansion, but I'm talking about like um, Second Son. Right. Um, yeah, that was and then time. God of War that was a reboot. Spider Man was standalone. Um, Horizon <laughs> hasn't got a sequel. I could think of one, Graham. What? Knack. Knack? Knack. Oh my goodness, it did get a sequel. It got a sequel. That's a game I gotta finish the trophies for. Oh my goodness. That game has the worst collectible system in the entire world. How so? Okay, so in the game there are um, like gems that you have to collect from treasure chests. Um, And they unlock different knacks, like different abilities. Um, But the collection rate is all RNG. So, oh, like, no. for example, you might need 10 rubies uh, throughout the course of the game and 10 diamonds or, like, 20 silver uh, gems. But as you collect them, say I get all 10 rubies, I could still unlock rubies, right? Even though I've, I've hit the cap. So it's like you could have to play through the game, like, three or four times and not even still have all the collectibles you need to unlock all the different knacks. That's really lame. Yeah. And so, like, the only way to f- fix the RNG or, like, work around the RNG is, like, load up a level with three chests in close proximity and then, like, mm. go to the first chest. If you get what you want, continue. If you don't, uh, go back to the dashboard and relaunch the game. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a nightmare, to be honest. Um because you could you could just get rubies for the rest of your life and never get a diamond. Diamond being the most rare, of course. So Okay. Yeah. But um yeah. So Knack. Knack's the sequel. Knack's the outlier. Yeah. I'm curious now. Like you think Bloodborne, no sequel there, unless you count spiritual sequel, which I wouldn't. Um uh Kill Zone, that was a launch title, never got another one. Um, everything else I can think of is third party. Yeah. They put out a lot of new IP this generation then. Yeah. I wonder if they, I wonder if they put a lot into like the VR titles. I'm just looking at my VR box right now, but I mean, other games like until dawn got, I would say spiritual successors like hidden agenda. Um, and they've launched a new one that they called man of men of Medan or something like that. Which is not yeah. cross-platform. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of. Um, Borderlands Three, technically, that's still multi-platform. Yeah, yeah, and now all the Borderlands games are available on PS4. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like a lot of games. I guess that's a thing, though. I feel like it's time for a new generation of consoles, which. I feel like if there's any sequels being developed, they're being developed for those new consoles. Yeah, I'm just not ready. I don't know. I, I Maybe it's because like I got 
I got my Switch last year, and like like the Wii U and Switch are kind of like in between gens. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like I'm not, I'm nowhere near ready. Like if if the PS5 didn't come out for another three years, I think I'd be okay with that. But I guess that's just me. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I didn't use my PS4 at all this summer because I didn't have access to it. Yeah. Um. I guess also my problem is I'm still working through PS3 titles. <laughs> <laughs> Although my, well, you know, like my games are are dwindling. I mean, I'm finishing up what yeah. is what is to be finished up. So. This podcast has actually really helped me finish games um, and not buy new ones for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's allowed us to look like, hey, what are games that we both have that we want to play? Oh, perfect. I've been, I've had that game for eight years. Let's play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what else have you been playing this summer, Graham? Um, so one that I really enjoyed was a game called Hades. Um, and I think I mentioned it to you briefly. Yes, you did. Um, it's a game by Supergiant Games, the same people who made Bastion and Transistor um, Empire. And it's like an action um, roguelike kind of game where like, you play as the son of Hades and you're trying to get out of hell. Um, or Hades. It's also called Hades. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um it's a very fun hack and slash uh, roguelike. Um, it's very action packed. They've kind of, it's by the people who made, you know, Bastion and Transistor. So they've got this very distinct style, like the semi isometric view and um, very fluid, fast gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably put like 30 hours into it. Um and I beat it a handful of times. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult, and it's still in early access, so they're still uh, coming out with content for it. Um, as the first game I can really think of that I've actually played in early access. Well, second game. Um, and I've actually really enjoyed the kind of continual content and progression of that that kind of style. I think there's something to be said for like roguelikes and like their their ability to tap into like a like just continually don't stop playing. You know? Like the hour long runs where you might succeed or fail and just like start again. Like to me it's very reminiscent of like old arcades where it's like, hey, put it in a quarter, go as long as you can. And then if you fail, put it in a, another quarter and like try again. Yeah. And so, um, like I, I, one of the games on my list, I started playing Binding of Isaac a lot again this summer, trying okay. to, um, get the trophies in that. And, uh, that's a task and a half. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. Did you ever find it, find yourself frustrated with Hades? Um, on occasion, yeah, I found that um, if you didn't find kind of an abusable mechanic, your damage really kind of leveled off. Um, like, it would take a lot of time to kill enemies sometimes. Right. 
Um, but the game very often, like very often gives you the ability to create these kind of power combos hmm. that you can use and abuse to, and it's very fun when you can. Mm-hmm. Um, basically you've got like five or six different weapons and, um, like a bow and a sword and, uh, um, a shield and they have like the bow you charge up to attack and it's long range and stuff like that and they all have special abilities um but you get an item there's this hammer that you pick up at like the first floor and the third floor and stuff like that and it drastically changes one of the um components or like attributes of your weapon right so like um one of them is um you've got like a not a rocket launcher like a bomb launcher so it launches a bomb like in a slow arc and it falls and the change is that you can fire three at in rapid succession so then you're like okay well this is this is really powerful and i'm gonna take this you get these boons from the gods as you go throughout the game. And I'm going to take this one because it makes that move stronger. And I choose this one because it synergizes well with that. And um, it allows you to really kind of customize your character over the course of a run. Hmm. And you end up with this, like, you feel very powerful by the end of it. Even though you've done, like, you can do the same run with the same item and get a very different scenario. Hmm. Yeah. It makes, it makes things feel fresh and it makes it, you're like, okay, well I haven't tried this combination of things before. Right. And it actually, for a roguelike, it has a strong story element. Um, so you, there, you're continually unlocking new, like new gods like Dionysus and Ares and all those guys. Oh, that's cool. Um, which give you different sets of bonuses and abilities and um, throughout the story. Like it was 25 hours in and I was still finding new stuff. That's the beauty of a roguelike. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When do they, do they have like a official release date set yet? I think it's probably early 2020. Mm. And you just play it on Steam right now? Uh, it's on the Epic Store. Ah, the Epic Store. Interesting. It's an Epic exclusive. I ah. think it's coming to Steam later this year. Hmm. But you can get it on Epic Store. Yeah. Very cool. Something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. As I gush for it, Barry, for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the company, so I don't think there's a game that they've put out that I was like truly disappointed in what other games have they put out so the big one for me is bastion um, oh right which yes, I've, so. yeah i've mentioned that before to you um they also put out transistor uh which you might have seen it's with the girl with the big usb sword mm-hmm. um and then recently more recently they came out with pyre which is kind of a sports inspired underworld game where basically you're conducting these rights which are kind of like three-on-three basketball games um 
to try to win the chance to leave the underworld. I see. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, a little out there. Yeah. Um, that one was very interesting from a, a story and mechanics perspective. Mm-hmm. How, like, if the character that you use, um, basically you can only send one character at a time out of the underworld. Um, and then once that character's gone, you can't use them anymore. They're no longer in the story like they're gone Hmm. um and it's the question of oh who should i send do i want to send someone who i don't like or do i want to like i really like this character as a person but their ability in in battle is so good that i don't want to lose them and it's it's an interesting um dynamic yeah yeah hmm cool Well, Graham, uh, earlier in the summer, you came over and we played some VR games. I thought we yes. could talk about. Um, Ooh, yes. And unfortunately, I haven't had much time to play them past that point. Um, but we played Batman Arkham VR and a game called Super Hot. Um, Super Hot. And Super Hot is a fantastically fun game. Uh, to oh, play my goodness, it is. Um, it's a game that, like, VR was meant to be played with. They have a non V. They have a non VR version, which I think would be interesting to try. But to me, it's. Uh... I've actually played most of that. Oh really? Did you? Yeah. Have you Have you played it before? Um, like I've played most of the PC version. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. How does it compare? <laughs> um, it's different. Like I definitely. I feel like I prefer the VR one just because of how much fun it is. Um, the PC one is also fun, but it just doesn't have the same immersion. Yeah. 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 It was. Um, it's it's essentially the game is. Um, it's kind of like a puzzle game. I would almost say um, you're in. It's like mini levels where you have to defeat a couple enemies in different ways. The gimmick being time only moves when you move so Mm -hmm. you can stand completely still and observe the situation in front of you and you know enemies have swords or their fists or guns and you have to figure out how to defeat them using your your fists or other items laying around the the ground or taking their weapons from them yeah and uh in in vr it it presents a lot of um interesting options for you because really um, you can just fall on the ground if you want to, and you can get <laughs> real low, or you can like do a little dodge, or um, or do a really slow dodge to make sure you um don't get hit by a bullet. You can pick the bullet out of the sky, and um, or take the weapons from their hands, or just flail your arms wildly trying to get them. Um, yeah. So it was. It's it's so much fun, and it's. It's you would think it's like slow paced, but really it's I I find it's like you you assess the situation and then you you move as quickly as possible to try and get the enemies defeated as quickly as possible, um, particularly if they have weapons because if they start r- shooting guns at you wildly then it gets a bit more difficult. Yeah, and there are there there are some levels where you could be stuck for like 
a while trying to get the timing right, um, get the throw right on the weapon, get the placement of where everyone's going to be, you know, who to take out first, who to take out after that, um, when to switch weapons, things like that. And um, it's it's so, so much fun in VR because, you know, you are the controller. You are, yeah. It's, it's a it's, neat puzzle action game. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only the only issues I had really with the game are the limitations of the VR, right? Um, the space, the the cables. Um, I feel like the on like the Oculus Quest would be pretty incredible. Yeah. But uh, cord free. Yeah, for sure. So it was a lot of fun, and I would, if you have a VR, I would totally recommend picking it up. Um, uh, it's, it's one of those must-haves. I think so. It makes it. If if you had a VR capable setup, Superhot is the one game that you that you need to have. I would say that you could just play for hours on end and still have fun. Mm-hmm. So, and then we played Arkham VR, which <laughs> um I would say was more of like um. It's like an adventure game. Yeah, it's almost like I would I would maybe say it's more like it felt kind of demo ish to me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's got that feel to it. Of, you're you're, you're doing these things and you're kind of doing them because you now can. Rather than for a gameplay purpose. Yeah, I mean it's it's mostly like, look around this area. Do detectivey things. Um, there's no combat in the game. It's all like. Puzzle and evidence finding yeah i mean it's 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 enjoyable like i i think i think vr it's 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 a good avenue for puzzle games because they, it does make it more immersive you know things yeah. like job simulator or i expect you to die things or like any kind of like escape games are fun in that setting because you can physically move around and you can find things and it's fun to do that in batman too um but the game itself is pretty short it's about three probably under three hours if that maybe only two um yeah we got through it we got through it in the evening and also played a bunch of super hot yeah and um i have to say in that little bit of con- like little bit of two hours they did shove in quite a bit of content in like the bat cave there's lots of like dossiers and character models there's lots of riddler challenges and things like yeah. that um we had a lot of throw. We had a lot of fun throwing around fake batarangs <laughs> um, and whatnot. So that was enjoyable. Um, and the game looks really sharp. Yeah, it looks really good. So um, I would definitely say it's worth a play. I would say don't spend a lot of money on it. Um, I think ten to fifteen would be a fair purchase price. Is probably what I picked it up for. Um, I think it retails for like twenty seven. I could be wrong with that, but, um, yeah. It has some, yeah, it's definitely more of a a play once. It doesn't really have a lot of, like, there's the Riddler trophies, but it's not the kind of game that you need to play multiple times. I don't know, there, there's not enough. It's got some really interesting elements to it. Yeah. And I think, especially toward the end. Yeah. It's like you, once, but once you experience it, 
you've experienced it, right? And you can't, it's, I don't know, it's like watching, um, uh, watching a horror movie and yeah, then knowing like, where all the jump scares are. Yeah, exactly. It's like playing PT or Resident Evil Seven. You know, okay, like you, you, the the first the first experience will never be like any of the other experiences because you've already gone through it. So exactly, it's not a game like Super Hot where you you'll come back again and again to play. So, yeah. but still fun for the right price. So, I, I just wanna I wanna bring special mention to the toward the end of the game where it does really play with horror elements. Oh, it's downright um, spooky. It is fantastic. And um like VR horror, like as someone who probably couldn't do horror, um, it's really intriguing. Well um the the thing I find when I'm playing VR is this I have this little sense of there could be somebody behind me right now. <laughs> right? And sometimes there isn't yeah. And sometimes there is in some games and 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 Batman does that very well of like playing with that sense of claustrophobia. Um in mm. a way that like if you just had a controller in your hands and was looking at a screen that it wouldn't be as um as terrifying. But because you There's a sense of presence. Yeah, but because you've got the headset on and you were, you know, your entire field of vision is is the game. Um you feel like you're in that room. You you feel like you're in that instance, and so they can play with you, at, in different ways. Right? They can, ah, it's uh, it it really hit hits me on the claustrophobia area of like, I know I'm in my living room in a big open space, but I feel so constricted still. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah, um, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I still get a little dizzy when playing VR sometimes for like, elongated periods, but. Yeah, yeah. I find I find standing and moving when I play VR helps with that, but uh, I don't think I could do like a racing game or like a flying game or anything like that. So that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. Did I ever tell you about Werewolves Within for the VR? You mentioned it, but I don't really know anything about it. So it's essentially like um, the party game Mafia. Okay. Um, but in VR. So you're, there's like 10 players sitting around a campfire and some of them are werewolves, right? Which means they're the bad guys. Um, and instead of multiple rounds of werewolves, it's just one round and everybody's got their individual roles. And so you just sit around a campfire and you talk about who you think is the werewolf. And um, that's pretty much it. There's um, there's a couple of, of aspects of where like you can stand up and your character will stand up. You can raise your arms and things like that. You could lean to the person next to you, and you can whisper to that person. So That's only cool. you and he can hear each other, um, which is pretty interesting. Um, but it's just, I, it's a really fun like party game that you could play with, not friends or or friends. Um, but I think I wish kind of VR maybe tried to do a little bit more of. Um, in regards to like virtually getting everybody together in one room, mm-hmm. um, the only other experience that I could think of is like uh, a Star Trek Bridge Crew, um, which is more cooperative. Yeah, it's still a lot of fun, but. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if the VR trend kind of continues with the next um, series of consoles. I feel like Sony's putting enough 
money into it that they're gonna keep going with it yeah i i, I think so um I would, I would hope so at least the one thing i do appreciate about vr games is that they're not full price games you know they're, they're i thought they were often more expensive no i i can't i can think of only a handful that are even close to 80 dollars most of mm. them launch at 40 bucks okay so um i mean Which you're probably, probably not getting for them you're probably not getting the duration that you would from a regular title but something like beat saber is 40 bucks yeah so um yeah i think it's uh i think it's pretty neat technology that i wish i had the time and ability to utilize more um like mm. I, i'm in a i'm in a home with kids right so it's not like i want to have my vr headset lying around at all times um and the cables <laughs> and everything it's it's a bit of an ordeal to set up but one day maybe in like 20 years when i have my man cave i can <laughs> boot up the old vr and <laughs> play super hot <laughs> so man uh It'll be interesting going back to early VR games. We'll see how VR goes in the future. I feel like it's probably going to stick around. Here's a dumb question. Is there okay. Minecraft VR? I think so. I would have to there's, so. At the very least, there's unofficial Minecraft VR. Yeah. Because that's been around since like the early Oculus Rift. Right, yeah. Because I can remember seeing videos of it and it looked nauseating. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's an official one though. Can you imagine being in Minecraft VR and like breaking the block below you and falling into lava? Oh, that's the kind of experience that mm, don't really need. Yeah, well, it's like even stuff like Resident Evil Seven. I don't know how you would deal with that because there's some pretty gory elements in that game. Well, especially in that game, there are elements where like the enemy takes control of the camera. And like is attacking the player character, right? Or throwing yeah. the player character, and so that I would find to be kind of difficult. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess um. The one other game that I played this summer, for like most of August, was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah. It's a big title. It is it is a very big title. Um I like it a lot. It has some like it's almost a little bit too big in some ways. Like there's so much content in it. Um and they really do a good job of actually not making it feel thin. Um so like it it actually is it's a very good game. Um, it kind of feels to me like the difference between Persona 4 and Persona 5 is the difference between Awakening and Three Houses for me. Mm. In that, like, I can tell that Three Houses is a much better game. Mm. Um, but there's still, like, a warmth to Awakening um, that Three Houses, it's not... It's not the same. And I'm really enjoying the battles in Three Houses. Like, they're fantastic. Even though it's a little too easy. It's quite easy. And I'm playing on hard. Interesting. Um, but, and like, the characters are great. Um, and I'm I'm quite enjoying the story as well. 
I'm playing on the Blue Lions route for anyone interested. But um, yeah, there's still something about Awakening that I, I come back to. Mm. But um, I'm still I'm still playing through it, and I'm still quite enjoying it. How many hours have you put in? Um, I think I'm around sixty at this point. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Yeah, and I can see myself putting in another, at least twenty to thirty. Wow. On this route, and then I might start a new route, um, depending on, you know, time and school and other games that we have to play. Yeah. Enjoy these moments, Graham. Enjoy these moments where I can put 60 hours into a game in a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it won't last. No, it does not. I mean, I was doing pretty pretty good for also also working like full time. 35, yeah. 40 hours a week. Yeah. I found I probably although I say I say that, but I think I put more at least according to my trophy count. I put more time into gaming now than I did probably when I was not married. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't feel like that. It might be because, like, it's the times that you have free you put time into. Yeah. Like, I mean, that sounds obvious, but... Yeah, probably, like, probably when I was, like, dating and not married, I was not playing as much because I was dating. (laughs) Or, you know, doing other things, but now it's, like... Um, it's what I do to unwind, and so it's like a couple hours every day I'm I'm playing. So I probably play less hours wise, but more frequently than when I was probably a couple years ago. I just harken back mm. to my high school days, where it's like fourteen, <laughs> middle of the summer, and all you had to do was play video games all day long. Yep, and that's why I can't wait wait for retirement to reclaim that sense of. <laughs> free time 40 uh, 40 more years and then i'll never leave the house uh, again. oh 40 years wow yeah yeah oh man i can remember dragon quest dragon quest 11 no dragon quest 9 on the ds i played through that game and that was like 75 80 hours in a month wow Wow. That's a full-time job. Wow. Pretty much? Yeah. Uh, getting close to that. Yeah. Well, 80 hours well, for two weeks, 40 hours a week, two weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Any other games you played this summer, Graham? Um, I played... Like, there were some games that I played because I have, like, Twitch Prime... And I get games through Epic Games, so I played, I played a bunch of games that I, you know, played once and then didn't really play again. Like Enter the Gungeon, Moonlighter, um, yeah, like the, the a bunch of games, you know, little ones that played once and then didn't really play again. I played Cadence of Hyrule. Oh yeah, we played that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I beat that game in like two days. I played a lot. Yeah. Um and that was that was a great game. Um I played a lot of games this summer. I feel like I played a lot of games this summer. But it, I think it's the same kind of thing like I 
I got off work and then I came home and I played games. Mm-hmm. It's the the unwinding thing. Um, let me let me pull up my Epic Games Store and see what else I played. I played Slime Rancher, Slime Rancher, which fun. I could not get into. Just was not my style. Um, yeah, Hades. That was a big one. I'll take a look. What else did you play? Anything else that you can think of? Um, I had a couple of things here. Some that I like started earlier in the year and then wrapped up this summer, or I'm still presently working on. Games like um, Dante's Inferno and Lego Force Awakens. I'm working through Lego Force Awakens right now, and I I finish up Dante's Inferno over the summer. Um, Dante's mm-hmm. Inferno is, I would say. At the time it came out, I would have classified it as a God of War clone. Um, which Isn't it more of a Devil May Cry? I don't know. I've never played Devil May Cry. But it's very, okay. very similar to God of War. Um, okay. And I mean, it does it does the, its job well. It was a fun game to play. Um, it's... Uh, coming from like a... a more spiritual people, if you will, more religious people. It's a it's a difficult game to play. It's a very... That's what I heard about it because I remember reading some of the controversy about it when it came out. Yeah, it's old school hell, <laughs> um, and so, but it, it's it's an interesting take, and like I, I've done a little bit of research on um, like the Inferno and um, and how they kind of portrayed it in the game as compared to the literary text, and uh, they mm-hmm. do. I, I would say from what I can see, a pretty faithful job of of keeping a lot of the same dialogue or, or writings and presenting them in the game. Um, like, Interesting. Like, you you play as Dante, who is like a warrior mm-hmm. um, whose wife has been taken by the devil. Her soul has been taken by the devil. So you're, you're going through hell to save her. And your guide is, is Virgil. Um, who quotes many of the of the lines of the Inferno, um, and so you kind of go through each section of Hell based on all the major and minor sins, and yeah. there's little references here or there to Christian figures mostly, but um, or Roman figures. So, but uh, it's um, it's fun. It's it, it's a fun game. So you know the collectibles okay. are. Not ridiculously hard. The trophies are pretty easy. Had to play it well, twice. That's good. So, um, and short game, like seven seven hours or less to beat the campaign. So, um, a nice little um, experience, bite sized, I would say. So, it's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to have something that's a bit more reasonable than like your sixty to eighty hour games. <laughs> so <laughs> you can only do so many of those. Yeah. And then Lego Force Awakens, I'm playing through right now. Um, I'm a I'm a fan of the Lego games. I've played most of them, but um, they've really um, expanded what Lego games look like these days uh, with hub, like multiple hub worlds, and it's kind of moved beyond um, like replaying the the stories that we're all aware of. Right? They've they've really grown past like, oh, here's just the movie, and this is you play the movie. Right, there's lots of things to discover and, and side quests and side missions and things like that, which um, which are pretty fun to do. So it just means a lot more content. But 
Um, okay. The game has the most annoying feature, however, Graham, though, is okay. they they give you the option to invert flying controls. Yeah. But you have to invert them every single time you load up the game. Wait, really? It doesn't save it? It never saves it. It always defaults back to the original of uninverted. That's so weird. It is so weird. And here's the weird thing, right? Like, have you, you've played Lego games before, I assume. Yeah. So, like... Uh, nearly 100% the complete saga. Yeah. So, like, you've got, like, red bricks and stuff that you... Like, the extras you turn on and off as you want to. Yeah. It remembers to keep those on after you save and exit and reload the game. But not, but not inverted like, controls. It makes no sense. That does make no sense. So, that's my only negative. But I'm almost huh. done with it. Probably... Oh, I got to do, I got to replay a dozen levels, so six hours maybe. Okay. If all goes well. That's good at least. Yeah. So. I've got one more game to talk about. Okay. Um, do you mind if I give a quick rundown of, I've just been looking up uh, what other games I played this summer. Do it. Okay, so. I played Kingdom New Lands. It was all right. Not had the same problems as the original. Um, mainly, you can't control your guys, and then they go build everything on one. It's like a tower defense kind of thing. Oh, okay. And they all end up building the defenses on one side of the map because you can't control them. And then you just can't recover. And it's bad. Um, Air Memories of Old. Just kind of boring. I played Cultist Simulator. I think I mentioned that to you. Cultist Simulator. I remember this, no. No, I mentioned it to you in the office. I don't think you did. Okay. Um, It's a game where you, I believe, simulate starting a cult. Okay. Um, I found it very difficult to progress. It's, it's got a really interesting, like, card-based system with timers, and it's quite an interesting game, but, train, um, it's an interesting game, but I just couldn't get into it. And I say that having played, like, five hours of it, it just... I couldn't figure out how to progress any further, and I was just stuck in this loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a a semi roguelike game in that you can lose the game and you can you start a new one. Hmm. And I kept getting stuck in this like early game loop of constantly running out of money and not figuring out how to unlock these like hidden depths. And it, yeah. Um. Taking a look, I'm looking through my Twitch games because I downloaded a few of them before I left. I think that was about it. Um, yeah, no, that's that's it. What was the game that you were talking about? You talked about like you talked about The Last of Us a lot. Um, just because that was one that you mentioned. I'm trying to think of another game that you played this summer. 
He didn't really talk about it. Objection. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> that contradicts the evidence. You did talk about that game. Uh, this is why I would just, I'm not even um <laughs> Yeah, my my eyewitness testimony is um faulty. lacking because I forgot that you started playing that game. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy um, that you did. I picked up the um, Ace Attorney Collection or trilogy that was released on PS4, and I've only played through the first game, and actually not really through the full first game, because they did like a bonus episode that I haven't played. Oh, so yet. but you did the first five episodes or whatever. Yeah, I beat the main story with um, okay, like, good, and reached the mi- resolution with Miles Edgeworth, and so um, yeah, it um, it was fantastic. I oh, really, I'm so glad. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's um, it does a really good job. It's basically like a text adventure game, but it does yeah. a really good job with the music and the pacing of making it feel very fast paced and, and action based. Um, and the music in the courtrooms, particularly, is is really exciting, and um. It's uh, it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of wit in the dialogue. There's a lot of humor. There's a lot of puns. Um, there's a lot of absurd, <laughs> like, moments. Um, it, the toupee and <laughs> the toupee. Um, it it goes places you don't expect. Like like when I thirst when I thirst when I first you know thought about picking it up. Like I, I of course had heard about Ace Attorney. And I thought, oh, it's just like a, like a law-based game where you're a lawyer and there's some puzzle solving. And I just, I had just finished watching um, a TV show about about lawyers. So I was like, ah, perfect. I'll pick it up and it'll be like a continuation of, of that. And um, and then like, oh, there's like spirit mediums, and uh, there's like the Loch Ness monster, and uh, there's like a giant guy in a, sam- a samurai suit. And um, there's like the Japanese mafia. It's it's re- lots of interesting little things that you wouldn't expect to come from like a trial or courtroom based game. So it's very quirky. And it looks like it gets even more quirky based on the uh, character design of other prosecutors in the later games. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I it's it's a lot of fun and. Um, you know, you, your um, Phoenix Wright is kind of like this lovable goofball, um, but it's yeah. so satisfying when you when you prove a rival prosecutor wrong, um, or yeah, and they make the and yeah. they make of course all the prosecutors have to be like evil and totally corrupt, and it's so satisfying. Yeah, and <laughs> the music kicks in, and and the judge is like a boob. He's like a total. Oh moron. my goodness. <laughs> he's great yeah. oh well i guess i should hand down the verdict <laughs> but i haven't cross-examined the witness yet oh well okay you can do oh, that yeah you're then. right <laughs> yeah but i mean it takes on some pretty serious stuff like like the the main one of the main characters dies at the beginning of the game um mo- like almost all the trials have to deal with with murder of some kind so I think there's, I feel like there's only one case. There's only one case I can think of, in the 
series that doesn't have to do with murder. Yeah. And 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 they make the cases last too like the game it, it the original game is about four cases including I think the introductory case or sorry maybe not including. But like the first two cases you kind of solve within like an hour or two and you do the courtroom pacing. And then when I got on the third case which is one of the movie studios um oh yeah i realized that these cases are not going to be solved in the first hour because in the first hour i had determined okay clearly um a child was in the silver samurai suit and killed the other guy that to me was as clear as day what the evidence showed and and the game allowed me to purport that in court of like it was clearly a child who was in the silver samurai outfit and they're like the game's like no you idiot that's not the it at all there's no evidence to support that i'm like oh i guess i was wrong and then two more days of trials happened after that where you meet all these new characters and new locations and new discoveries so it it uh, did a good job of like reeling me in and making me think I knew what I was doing and then like mm. showing me I didn't know nothing yeah the cases have lots of twists and turns and at the end you're like how did you end up there like um, and there's all these like I don't know like oh they were viewing it from this window or they, there's only one way that they could have seen it and yeah yeah. No, they do they do a good job of like not necessarily hand holding you through the entire time, but also like helping you towards the right evidence. Um Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. I would recommend and I look forward to playing the other two iterations. Yeah. Sequels, so Well Graham, we're over an hour. I didn't think this would happen. I know. I want to go play games. I haven't played games all day long. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah. So it, it was a it was a chock full summer. Um, yeah. I mean, the summer of Nintendo was long this year, and we played a lot a lot of long titles. So um, we'll be we managed back. to get through it mostly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the exception of I I lagged a little bit on Zelda, but um, I mean, we'll wrap that up. In a couple of weeks, it's a little break between your summers, and uh, next episode will be on Twilight Princess HD for the Wii U, and we're that's going to be a long episode as well, I feel. And then afterwards, we've got a whole other slew of games on the docket, which I don't think they'll change, but they may, so I won't quite verbalize them yet. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think, just kind of like random games here or there that we, we w- both want to play, be playing. So, Yeah, after the Nintendo summer, there's some some games that we want to play that aren't Nintendo games. Yeah. And some that are Nintendo games, potentially. Yeah. But Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We, uh, we so appreciate every listen that we do get. So uh, please, um, if you like the show, please tell your friends, spread the news around. Um, give us a review in iTunes, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, definitely. And until next time, we'll, uh, we'll see you later. Yep. See ya.